Very thankful for the, the Recreate worship team. Very, very, very thankful. Now, hey, if we have some people out here who can play some instruments and I don't know about it, I need to know about it. Because the Shocklers are going to go on vacation before too long. And when the band, are, band is a bunch of Shockleys, uh, plus John today, we, we've got to have uh, some more instrumentalists. So don't be hiding that light under your bushel. Are you raising your hand? Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, you know what? Hey, we're going to put that, we're going to write that down. We're going to write that down. We're going to write that down. So I am, I am so thankful. Before I forget this, I um, want to let you know that our small group Bible studies will be starting back up in, what's the date, David? July. Second week of July. Second week of July, I'm going to the book of Daniel. Daniel is the most detailed book in the Bible on end times prophecy beside Revelation itself. That'll be Wednesday nights at 630. Where is David? Wait a minute. Oh, right in the... Okay, we're actually... The, the time hasn't been... Uh, TBD. So if you're interested, see David and Lucy, and they're actually going to work out a time that, that works for people. I think you'll find that is, uh, is going to be very awesome. So happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. It is, it is such a blessing to be a dad. Being a dad's my favorite thing besides being a child of God. And, uh, you know, being part of a family, being a dad, being a husband, that's, I just love that. I love that. I, I couldn't imagine my life without these kiddos in it. They're such a huge, huge blessing to me. And um, thank God for all the dads who are doing what they should. You know, not every dad does that. Not every dad can. Not everybody's cut out for it. Praise God, though, we got a father in heaven who can be our father even if we don't get the kind of earthly father. Um, that we might have wanted you know for me i'm very blessed i got my dad here today the finest looking long-haired hillbilly in sylvatus is here today i tell people hey don't judge a book by its cover he may look like just a rough old hillbilly and he is but there's a lot more i'm so blessed to have my dad and one of the best things my dad ever did for me is when I was nine years old, mom and dad started going to church. Mom and dad trusted in the Lord as Savior, and our lives changed forever. Thank you, Dad. Thank you. And thank you, Heavenly Father, for bringing that to pass. So we uh, have a special Sunday today. John has mentioned it. We are sending one of our own out on the mission field and I'm super excited. Billy Honeycutt, won't you come on up here? Billy's going to tell us a little bit about the mission that he is headed on. And um, I'll go ahead and tell you, Billy, this mic may be a little hot. So you might want to ease your way into it. So Billy is going to Good tell morning. us. Billy is going to tell us about his mission to Trujillo, Peru. And uh, we're going to be praying for him. He leaves this week. He leaves before next Sunday. So today is our, we call this the sending celebration. You guys are sending a missionary. Isn't that cool? That's awesome. All right. Take it away, Billy. It's all yours. Okay. It's not as hot as he said it was. I can, I can talk loud if I need to. <laughs> okay. I think I need to give you a little story of, of this journey that I've been on. 
so that you might understand that I'm not really that special. <laughs> the, um, the deal is, my daughter calls and says, Dad, we would like you to go on a missions trip with us. And, and, and I said, that sounds like fun. Because you got to understand, all through the years, everybody would, in my family have gone afar off on missions trips. I always had to work. In all those years, I was the one that would say, oh, I wished I could go. But I don't know that I was meaning that. <laughs> you know, you, you, you really question that as time goes on. But I, I think that I really wanted to go. Um, but now, all of a sudden... I don't have a real job. I'm retired. And and all of a sudden, opportunity calls. And I'm sitting there going, I, you know, I'm not sure about running off to Peru. And 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 a, and a name of a, a, a city or an area that I can't even pronounce. You know, that's it's crazy. Trujillo, Trujillo, Trio, Trio. Uh, you got to say, yeah. but anyway, it's it's in Peru. <laughs> By golly, that's what I know, and that's about it. Um, there's people that live there. <laughs> there is a city, not where I'm directly where I'm going to be staying, but there is a city fairly close. And so, so here's this journey I'm going on, and I'm I'm really struggling with deciding whether I'm going to go or not. And so, you know, now all of a sudden. My daughter's starting to call. You need to make up your mind because you need to have this much money ahead. And so, you know, I finally said, well, okay. I'm going. I'm going now. And so, I, and I'm looking for that reason why I can't go and I couldn't find the reason I couldn't go. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, well, okay, you got I've had all these surgeries and I've had a heart attack and I had, you know, a survivor of cancer and and I'm a diabetic and that's got to be a good reason but no no we'll my my I have people that say we'll make sure you get your medication <laughs> and so if you start acting up or start you know twitching and stuff we'll give you your medication but anyway that being said and I'm going pretty long on this I'm sorry but all all of a sudden you know, I'm really struggling with have I made the right decision. But I went ahead and I went and transferred money from some bonds and whatever retirement we had. And I said, okay. See, I don't, I don't know anything about being a missionary. I don't know what you do and how to do it and stuff. But we, we said, well, we start sending money. <laughs> and so that means you've got to go now. You've got to go. And then, and then, and so, and all of a sudden we got to get a passport. Oh, they just give you one. You just write a little thing. and No, that costs money. They want money. They want you to do things. You got to go one place and get your picture taken. Then you got to go up here and do this. And then they send all up to somewhere in Washington or somewhere, somewhere else. And so, and, but, and so I said, well, maybe they won't get my passport back in time and I won't be able to go. And so, no, they, they sent it. It was a little late. And then all of a sudden, you know, I say all this if and infinite and stuff like that, maybe if I would do this or that. 
And, uh, and so, you know, there's always that room behind me to back out of this. You know, that's kind of what you're thinking. Now, Michael, <laughs> that crazy pastor, said, we want to help you. We want, we want to get you some money. Our people want to do this. And they want to encourage you and, and send you. And I'm thinking, I don't, I don't know what this is all about, but I mean, I think that all of a sudden I'm, I'm your missionary. <laughs> and, and all of a sudden there's a responsibility here now. Oh, now, all this room that was back here to back out, it just disappeared. Now, all of a sudden, people come up and they, they give you money. God bless you folks. And, and, and say, this is for your trip. And I'm thinking, well, I, I borrowed all this money, but I don't think God wants me to use my money. I think that people want to be involved in my missions trip for the Lord, or as unto the Lord, whatever that's called. And so now, all of a sudden, I'm somebody's missionary. <laughs> now, let me just tell you, I might not seem this way, but that is so humbling to realize that your people want to send you and that you're their missionary. And it's like, I am really being sent by my church. I'm being called by God, but I'm being sent by this church on the corner. And so now all of a sudden, what am I doing? I'm not, I can't fight this no more. I've got to start giving in. Now I start having to think positively. And, how, and now all of a sudden, you know, God's using little scriptures and, and you know, bringing conviction and and, and I'm thinking one way and thinking another. So now all of a sudden, I'm going to Trujillo. And, and that's in Peru. And I'm sure, won't you say it right for me? One time loud. Come on. Trujillo. <laughs> yeah. And say, I just, Lucy, can you go with me? I need. <laughs> okay. That's it. I don't have it. <laughs> I just don't have it. I took two years of Spanish. <laughs> no, I'm, but anyway, and so now I start planning. You know, I'm really getting into this now. I'm trying to find out. James, what do we have to have? Me and you, we got to have a plan. We got to have a plan no matter what. We have to have a plan. So now I'm, I'm asking, okay, what's the plan? <laughs> well it's changed many times over this course and, I, and it kind of unnerves me a little bit I, uh, God must be in control because I'm obviously not and, and every time I think I've got this big plan but to the best of my knowledge in my planning I'm not going to be a, a, this guy that's out there building a new church or doing any of those things. I'm, I'm getting to go. And I need to work beside. A team that has been there for years. I need. My purpose is not just to go there. And sit around. But to encourage. 
I get to speak, I, I'm, I'm thinking several times they are supposedly finding me a pottery wheel. So I can actually throw a little pottery and talk about Jesus, something I'm really comfortable with. And, and now, and then they said, well, if we, if we can get that wheel, maybe we'll take you into the city and set you up and, and you'll have all kinds of opportunity. Well, I'm, I'm good at that because I was, I did that in Hillsville, you know? And so all this stuff, now I'm getting really comfortable with the idea of going. And, and so, but, and so I am going to be able to spend some one-on-one -on -one time with people. I am going to get to speak to people. Now, let me just tell you, none of that really makes me comfortable. Standing up here does not make me comfortable. And there was a time in my life where I would not have been up here speaking. But now I know that I, I, I realize that no matter where you go, people need Jesus. And so I'm thinking, I'm going to Peru out of obedience, and I'm going to Peru to tell people about Jesus Christ because that's what the Bible tells me I'm supposed to be doing so that when I come home from Peru, I will be a lot more comfortable with doing that right here in my own neighborhood. And I, I've always known that. I, I mean, I, I've done trips, and I've actually been a speaker for a week for youth in Cleveland, Ohio, and, and I've had several camps and stuff where I was speaking, but, and I realized every time that people need Jesus Christ and we need to be willing to just say yes. My grandmother wrote in her, bill, in her Bible, she said, knowing God's, 90% of knowing God's will is just being willing to do it. And so, I'm to that point right now. Now, let me just tell you. Right now, I'm ready to go to Peru. There's, there's no thinking about backing up or anything. I am ready and I'm focused on going to Peru. Peru. My yard might not get mowed before I go. But I will be thinking about going to Peru. I'll be planning on going to Peru. I got all my mess together. I got my shots. I got my... My passport, I got everything I need. And now I'm going to another country. And it's a little, it might not be as safe some places. Or, you know, that plan we were talking about earlier, the, they were going, we were supposed to take this long bus drive about 10 or 12 hours. After the time, you know, they said, no, we can't do that now. We're going to fly you. Oh, in one of those real fancy jets? No. <laughs> it's, it's, I, yeah, we call them puddle jumpers. But I, this is not even that big. It's it's a prop plane, I'm sure. And maybe it'll have two engines and maybe not. But because they're, now they're talking about how much does your baggage weigh that you're going to be... Because we don't know if we can bring your baggage with you on the same plane. It's, it's just things like that you think about or they think about. I don't... Because I don't have the plan. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm working on everybody else's plan. But I do know this. I am being sent by this church. I'm being called by God. I'm being sent by this church. And you people as individuals. And I love you. <laughs> and, 
I'm thankful. And I'm not going to make you proud, but I will tell people about Jesus. Because I will try to go in a way that represents you properly. As a man of God, and nothing else, nothing else. I'm just not that special. I did turn 70 this week. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but there's nothing special about this man except that 90% of knowing God's will is just being willing to do it. And maybe this will start a new thing for this church. We're going to send people. We're going to send people out. It might be to your neighborhood. It might be to Main Street. In Hillsville, it might be on the other side of the world. But we need to be people who go out and just tell people about Jesus. Thank you so much for all the encouragement, the prayers, the interest. And this old man going to Peru. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much, Billy. I want us to look at something. If you'll put that up on the screen, it's the statement that says we are. Right in the middle of who we are, we'll find this phrase. And when I say in the middle of who we are, we have an identity statement. It's in our brochures. It's on our website. It's, we recite parts of this from time to time. And right in the middle is this phrase, we are a team of ministers and missionaries. That is who we are. Are. Will you say that with me? We are a team of ministers and missionaries. The mission to share the hope and life and peace that is found in Jesus, that's at the heart of who we are. If you're a part of Recreate Church, you are a missionary. Today, we are sending uh, Billy. We're having our sending celebration for Billy. As one of our own who heads out into the international mission field. And it's a good time to talk about what it means to be a missionary. So we have kind of the missionary verse of the whole Bible. The most famous one. We call it the Great Commission. It's in Matthew chapter 28 verses 19 and 20. And it goes like this. And I, we'll read it and I'll pray for us. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. And let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for the privilege of being your hands and feet and your voice to carry the good news of Jesus to this world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, this is at the core of what it means to be a minister and a missionary. And we see four big actions here. If you go back to verse 19, uh, it says, go. That is the action verb there. Go and make disciples, baptize, and teach. These are the four things. That's how we do missions, whether it is on another continent, in a place where we can't pronounce the name, or right here in our town and in our community. This is how we do it. We go. First of all, we go. Jesus' people have been really content for a long time to wait for the world to come to us. And, you know, pastors kind of fall in that too. I'm guilty of that too. So, oh, if we just 
build something really good, people will show up. And we should be building something really good. And I think we're we're kind of ramping back up to this excitement phase. I'm feeling it again. You know, COVID sort of took a little wind out of our sails, but now we're getting back into it and we're going to be doing some outreach and we're sprucing some things up and I'm excited about that. But we cannot simply rely on let's build something really cool and hope people show up to see it. That is not what the New Testament teaches us to do. We're told to go. We're the active party. We don't wait on the lost world to come to us. We take the truth and the love of Jesus to them. You see, missions, it's not something we do. It's who we are. We are a team of ministers and missionaries. It's who we are. It's not a thing, hey, I'm going to go do missions. No, you're just a missionary all the time. Even if you don't realize it, everywhere you go, if you're a follower of Jesus, you take the gospel with you. Every trip you take is a mission trip. Every trip to the grocery store is a mission trip. Every time you go to Walmart, you go there carrying the gospel of Christ. And you've been at Walmart, then people need Jesus. And so does everyone else. It's not just Walmart. I guess they need Jesus at other stores too. Every trip is a mission trip if you're a follower of Jesus. And I used to call it when uh, when we came back to, to Hillsville after we've been in Patrick County for about six years, uh, I used to call it my 45-cent mission trip because the closest gas station to me, would you could get a cup of coffee for 45 cents. Dude, inflation. That was like 2010. That wasn't a million years ago. Although 2010 probably sounds like a long time ago to my 13-year-old. Um, I said, the 45 cents, and that's that'll get me in the mission field because that's why we go get a cup of coffee there. It's a little more expensive now, but everywhere you go, you're a missionary. That's who you are. Just remember, you stop at the gas station, you're a missionary. You, you are around your family, you're a missionary, and there are some people in your family who need the Lord. When you go to work, you're the missionary in your workplace. When you go to school, you're the missionary in your school. Elijah, does Carroll County Middle School need Jesus? He's giving me the slow nod with the giant eyes right now. Absolutely. Everywhere you go, you're a missionary. So Billy is our missionary. We're sending him specifically. We're sending you too. You're a missionary. Go ahead and say it. Go ahead and own it. Say, I am a missionary. I am a missionary. You are. Whether you know it or not, whether you want to embrace it or not, you are. That's who you are. Wherever you go, you're a missionary. All right, second command was to make disciples. Um, not just to get somebody to recite a prayer, but to make disciples. We want to help people make a momentum shift in the direction of Jesus. We want people to embrace that life. And it's, it's more than just a one-time event. Hey, we want people to pray and receive Jesus. Absolutely. But that is not where it ends. That's where it begins. We, we want to lead people into a growing relationship with Jesus. That is like at the top of our identity statement. Recreate church as a community of life and love with the mission of leading people into a growing relationship with Jesus. So if you're ever trying to witness to somebody, 
I know I kind of grew, grew up in this old school way of evangelism is you just you grab a stranger on the street and ask him if they die tonight, if they're going to go to heaven or hell. And you know what? Maybe if the Lord has really prepared that person, that would that would be the right approach. But most of the time, people are not going to be sure what to do about that. And you may say, well, hey, I, I shared Jesus with this person and they didn't immediately ask to be saved. Don't forget, you're part of the story. You're part of the story. And you may be part of the, a, a person who is planting the seeds. See, we, we don't just want a decision. We want disciples. That's why we, when we do outreach efforts, we understand that we're, we're one step along the way. We're going to have some opportunities for outreach efforts right here on this main street. That's going to be fun. Cheryl, do you remember those dates right off? Sometimes there's some, going to be some uh, Saturdays, I think. And then the 4th of July parade. Yeah. The, yeah, the 4th of July and the, the cruise in, the Saturday concert series. We're going to be a part of that. We're going to paint some faces. We're going to give away some stuff. We're going to talk to people about Jesus right out here on Main Street. If you want to be a part of that, you talk, say hey to Cheryl. Wave at the people, Cheryl. Yay, Cheryl's awesome. She's uh, really got us rolling on that. So that's going to be a lot of fun. The third command here is to baptize. Um, we baptize people to show um, that they have died to the old life. And they're buried as symbol symbolized by going under the water and then raised to a new life symbolized by raising up out of the water. You see, this it's not just that. It's a symbol of joining the community of believers. It is a, it's a symbol of becoming a part of this bigger thing this local family of believers to joining this community because that's what people need. Now, Billy's going to go down here and he's going to witness to people and he's going to do his pottery ministry, Lord willing. And my prayer is that lots of folks will get saved, Billy. That's really what I want. I would love for that to happen. But it doesn't stop there. Each new believer needs to be connected with a local community, with a local church. And I'm sure you guys are working with local churches in that area so that these new believers, they won't just be left out on their own. They'll be a part of this thing. By the way, we're having a baptism service in August. If you'd like to have one, you'd like to be a part of the baptism service, I think we're actually going to do it right here on this corner because we have a baptismal pool. Because one of the folks we're going to baptize is not uh, won't be able to wade the creek. Bar Barbie won't be able to wade the creek. So we think we're going to have it right out here because we have a gigantic portable baptism we're going to just do a baptism right in the middle of town doesn't that sound awesome so yeah so if uh, if you need to be a part of that if the lord's calling you to be a part of that you you talk to me about it all right so we, we have at least one who's going to be baptized that day the fourth command is to teach we don't leave people to figure it out on their own we teach them to follow the way the way did you know that Christians were not originally called Christians. That did not come along until later. It was it started out as an insult word to call somebody a Christian. So oh, they're a little Christ. That's what it means. Little Christ. Oh, you think you're a little Christ. That came along decades after. Initially, they were called followers of the way. The way. It's like the Mandalorian. This is the way. Some of y'all watch Star Wars. I don't know. Others don't even worry about that statement. It is a way. It's a way of life. 
We're teaching people the way of Jesus and the, the teaching of Jesus and the apostles and encouraging one another in this new life. If This Jesus life, if you're doing it right, is going to look very different than a life you had before or the life that is lived um, by folks who don't live for Jesus. So when we speak of missions, we usually think of it as we speak of it as though it's something separate from a local church ministry, but it's really a natural extension. It's the most normal thing in the world for us to send Billy. That's that's normal. It has gotten to be something that is unusual and unique, but it's it's normal. We are bringing people into this larger family of God and a local family of God. That's why I say we don't just make converts, we make disciples. Hey, that's another part of our identity statement. We are disciples who make disciples. That's another one. So Jesus expanded on his concept of missions in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Reads like this. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Or if you grew up old school KJV like me, the uttermost parts of the earth. You remember that line? Now, that first part says we will receive power. That's good news. Because with the exception of some very extroverted people here, and I'm, I keep looking at Lucy. I say she's like the most outgoing person I know. I wish I could be a little more like Lucy. With the exception of some very, very outgoing people, most of us are a little shy and maybe don't feel as empowered as we could be about sharing Jesus. Good news is, even the most extroverted among us don't have to do it in their own strength. The Holy Spirit will give us power to be witnesses and give us words. You say, well, what do I say? Man, just show up. That's a whole lot of it. Say yes. Say yes to the Holy Spirit's leading to talk to someone about Jesus, and it'll go better than you think, most likely. Jesus mentions four ever-widening circles here. Jerusalem, uh, Judea, and Samaria, and the ends of the earth. Jerusalem is the local community. For you and I, Jerusalem is, is our neighborhood or our hometown. The Jerusalem, where we're standing right now, is, is right here in Hillsville. Not everybody who is in this room lives in Hillsville. Your Jerusalem is your little area where you live. Our Judea is the larger region where people kind of have the same culture, speak the same language. So our Judea, so to speak, we could say is the surrounding counties. Maybe a little beyond that. That's our Judea. You know that on a lot of Sundays, we, we have had like four and five counties represented before among our, our group. I, I, don't, I haven't counted today, but we've had quite a bit at times. Our Samaria, that's the area where the language is the same, but the culture is a little different. We could say that America is our Samar Samaria, that um, this is our mission field because we speak the same language by and large, but the culture is different. And then the ends of the earth, outside our own nation, where we may not share a culture or language. So we're sending Billy to the ends of the earth. The uttermost parts of the earth. Same time zone, though. That's interesting. Do you know Peru's in the same time zone as us? Yeah, the maps kind of make it look a little weird. But yeah, they don't do daylight savings time, though. So at least they didn't. Last time I was there, they didn't. The uttermost parts of the earth. But you guys and me, we're going on mission, too. When this message is over and we do our sending service, you're going to walk out of this building into a mission field. You're walking right out into Jerusalem. 
you may drive through Judea on your way home. We are to do missions right here in this town. We have local outreach opportunities coming up. You've heard that. We're going to be a part of that. So let's go to one more passage. Acts 13 verses 2 and 3 goes like this. And as they ministered and ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, Now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then having fasted and prayed and laid hands on them, they sent them away. Told you every believer is called to be a missionary. And that is absolutely true. You are a missionary. You are. That is the main thing I want you to get out of this whole service. You are, whether you embrace it or not, a missionary. However, there are times when the Lord sets apart certain people to go to a specific field. Here in this passage, it's Barnabas and Saul who are sent. Now Saul went on to get a name change and his name was changed to one that's very famous and we know it. It is Paul, the Apostle Paul. He was sent out on this mission trip and it's while he was on this mission trip that he got his new name, Saul. He left, our name is Paul rather, he left as Saul and he came back Paul. If you've ever been on a mission trip, you will not come back the same. You absolutely will not. And whether that is a, quote, mission trip to a foreign land or one where you're just sharing Jesus specifically and intentionally in your hometown, you will not come back the same. The Holy Spirit chose Paul and Barnabas to go into these Gentile lands. And if you pull out a world map, it doesn't look like they made a long trip like compared to the rest of the globe. But it was a big trip for them because a lot of it was on foot. And when they weren't on foot, they were on a very slow ship. And they went over to Cyprus. And they went up to what we now call Turkey. And they came back through that area and back down to Antioch where they started, which is north of Jerusalem. They came back so different. Billy has been set apart by the Holy Spirit. And you didn't tell me some of this stuff, Billy, that you were kind of having some you know, doubts whether you should go or not. And then, and then uh, I'm... Then I said, hey, I'm, I know that our church will support you. And that, thank you guys for helping me back Billy into a corner. I think the Holy Spirit kind of got him there already. We just cut off. Thank you guys for helping me cut off his exit. Because <laughs> you're called for this, Billy. You can't back out of it. You're called. Yes, absolutely. You know, Billy is not the first missionary we've sent in one way or another. Um, Jamie and Philip have been to Haiti a couple of times since they've been a part of Recreate. Grace went to Paraguay, Paraguay, um, just before COVID hit, I think. She went to Paraguay. Um, we have had others who go on mission trips before. Jenny's been to Haiti, right? Or you, you've been to Peru and Haiti and all over the place. Uh, I've been to Peru a couple of times. And there's probably some more people in this room who have been on some mission trips, whether in the United States or beyond. And we've, we've sent others before, but I want us to step up our game in our sending. We're having a sending celebration today. We haven't had a sending celebration before. I hope that becomes our tradition that when we ever ha have a missionary going out, we have a sending celebration. And we're, we want to 
embrace this idea that we are missionaries and we're sending missionaries in our hometown and all over the world to take the good news of Jesus to the people who need to hear it. And this is where we get to our our sending celebration uh, ceremony. I'm going to ask Billy to come up here and Kelly as well. And you're going to have a part two because as a church you're going to have a, a charge to be a part of this as well. You guys can step on up here if you'd like. Yeah. Yeah. Look at them. They match today. I would match with my wife, but I just can't even keep up with her fashion-wise. She's so fashionable. So, all right. So I've got a few charges here for you, and if you will answer, yes. And when church, when I get to your part of the charge, if you'll answer, yes, if you mean it. Billy Honeycutt, our brother, has been set apart by the Holy Spirit to carry the gospel to to Trujillo, Peru. So, Billy, do you accept the call to go? Yes. Will you faithfully discharge your calling to go, to make disciples, and as the Lord allows you, to baptize and to teach them the way of Jesus? Yes. And will you bring back to us the report of what the Lord does among the people to whom he is sending you? Yes, and including me. Yes. And now church, this is your charge. Do you recognize Billy as a missionary of Recreate Church? Yes. Will you support him with your prayers, with your encouragement, and as you're able, your resources? Yes. Will you honor the missionary call by sharing Jesus in our community. And now, here's what I'm going to ask. We're going to end this service. It, the scriptures say they laid hands on him and prayed. I'm going to ask you to step, step right down here. And um, those of you who feel comfortable doing so, uh, some of you may not, this may not be something you're used to, but we're going to lay hands up here and pray. And if you can't reach him, you can just lay a hand on the shoulder of the next person. So come on up, all those who are willing to pray over Billy. If uh, it is totally okay to keep your seat, if you'd like to keep your seat, it is all right. But we're going to pray over him. We're going to pray over Kelly too, um, that the Lord would take care of her. All right. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for raising up Billy for mission work. I pray that you will bless him as he goes. Lord, I pray that you will give them the opportunity to share Jesus with so many people and that many, many people will turn to you and be saved. Lord, I pray for all the other missionaries going that you would anoint them with your power. You have promised that power would come upon us by your Holy Spirit to be witnesses. And we pray that that power would come upon this man and all who are a part of it. Lord, we lift up Kelly we pray that you will bless her and keep her and take care of her. Lord, convict us and show us how we serve her in this time. Lord, we pray for every single believer in our community and beyond that we would be faithful to your call to share the gospel of Jesus wherever we go. Lord, we glorify you and we pray that your kingdom would grow through this work. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And that's where we're just going to leave it. We're going to call that the end of the service today. God bless you guys. Love you, Billy. Love you, Kelly.